nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up, there's nothing you know the boy says. So um, we were talking about branding and as you growing and the haters coming out and I was having a conversation, this is what we were getting into. I was having a conversation with, with some of our other coaches, like we got Coach Jose who does our, our, um, our advanced boxing program, kickboxing, and we were talking about it that we've only been around for what, five years, right? Five years. And you, I mean, you've been around the gym and you've seen, like you come in, it doesn't matter if it's a jiu-jitsu class, boxing class, it's packed. Fucking packed. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting crazy. Like, it's getting there's, crazy. There's, there's no place to park at this point. I, I know, I know. It's, it's a problem, but we're we're gonna we're gonna find solutions. It's a good problem. It too. is. So what we were talking about though is that within the five years that we, we when we started when we started this gym, it was like we were predominantly we had our MMA competition program. We had that. that that's what it was built from. You know, that was what my career was, and I was like, okay, I want to build this program. And as we've evolved. I've realized that, okay, if we want to really grow this program, we need to have a comparable jiu-jitsu program as far as the guys competing on every level of the game as well. We need to have the same thing for boxing. We need to have the same thing for kickboxing. And as we started growing this, I was like, holy shit, this is the way that we're gonna make an impact in the sport. And now that you, you come, anybody can come into our evening classes at the academy and, be like, and walk in there, and it looks like any of the biggest gyms in the world. You come in there, you've got uh, elite guys striking in one area of the gym. You've got the grappling classes going on. You got people hanging out, and it's amazing now that if you think about it, I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but people come in now just to watch the sparring. It's not like people are just coming for classes and hanging out. People are coming in just to attend an audience with the sparring sessions that are going on. You know, we have our it's like our, a free fight. Like it, 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 free it, fight. It, absolutely. You know, I was I was, I uh, did a talk the other day about the um, uh, the junior program that we have. I think I'm more excited about our junior athletes than I am our pros. Mostly because when I look at our pros, they've been around, right? So when I started this gym, a lot of these guys came with me. We've recruited other guys, right? So I've got guys that have been fighting in Bellator, Ryzen, UFC, whatever, it doesn't matter. But they've came in from other areas, they started in other places and whatnot. But our junior athletes, the guys that started with us like ground zero within this five year block that we have, these are the ones that I'm, I'm super excited about because they, they came in with no experience and we are home grooming them. These are the guys that are learning the boxing, the wrestling, the kickboxing, the mindset, the attitude, and, and how to build themselves as not only an athlete, but a fighter, and also in many ways an entrepreneur because they have to learn how to market themselves and their brand as a fighter. I mean, you, you've been there and you see yeah, like, yeah. like our 18 and 19 year olds. Forget about it, man. It's, it's absolutely crazy, you know? And when we take our 18, 19 year olds and what they're doing right now in the room and even in their amateur fights, once we give them two, three years and they make that next step to go pro, like they are gonna have all the tools that I never had coming into the sport. You know, we've got guys that are, that are two years into training and putting it on veteran pros. You know, it's, it's, it's just remarkable. And going back to what I was saying though, is that when I was talking to Coach Jose, is as I look at it and I'm like, man, the team that we're building and the coaching staff that we're putting together, 
everyone is working together because everybody has the same vision in what we're doing. And I think that's, how, that's the only way you can grow as, as a business and a brand is that everybody that's on the same page together for the same vision. And as soon as one person that's in a leadership role doesn't have that vision anymore, it's time to start replacing them. Or what I've seen over time is they end up pushing themselves out. <clears throat> one thing I've noticed, if I can yeah, of course. interject, is not just the same vision, but everybody on your staff, from what I've seen, has passion for what they're doing. You have to. And, and when you attach action to passion, it's like, you know, you're, you're basically unstoppable. And what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Iman, Coach Iman, mm -hmm. he loves training kids. Like he's expressed to me a love for training kids, a genuine, authentic love. Uh, for training canines and yeah. for training kids. Yeah. That's what he loves. And then yesterday, I'm talking to Coach Jay, who I've had on the podcast a couple times. Coach Jay yesterday told me, man, I'm so excited about the 28th, our Fighters Rep yeah, show, because right. he's a striking coach and he's chomping at the bit. He's telling me, I'm so excited to, to, to you know, he wants to train these guys and show the world what they can do and what he can do. And, and he's so excited about it. And when you have that, you know, I think that's extremely important. Here's the interesting thing about both Iman and, and Jose, that Iman had never coached like like this with kids before. This is a new thing for him. Mm -hmm. This is a new role. Jose's coached a lot of boxing, but he's never actually ran a competition program. He's never worked with fighters um, as, as, a, as a head coach. So both of them are in new leadership roles and they're thriving because of the responsibility that they're, that they're willing to take on for themselves. And even for myself, you know, it's like, I don't know what the next step is, but I know that every time we have to elevate and you rise to the occasion, you're gonna grow into that. And if you're excited about it, you're gonna grow into that and be extremely successful. And that's where I see Jose and Iman. I'm like, wow, like these two, you can see, you can see it in them. They get super happy when they're teaching those classes. Coach Jay looked like he was on cloud nine yesterday when I was leaving the gym and he was starting the advanced sparring class. I was just like, this guy, I mean, how, do you, how, are, you gonna, how are you gonna stop somebody like this who has knowledge and is in a very happy place like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's problematic. It's, I mean, I hate to say it, but he did leave a, a very well-known gym to start coaching more at our, at our academy because of the culture and the environment that he feels more connected in. You know, a lot of people, and I just had this conversation with, with um, uh, one of my guys, that a lot of people do this. A lot of people are so focused on chasing a dollar, right? So they're willing to forego things that make them happy so they can chase a dollar, right? So you know you're pursuing a dream or you're pursuing something that, that really um, like just, just excites you, but you can't do it because you gotta go do something just to get $20. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that $20 really pulled you back even further away from your goal. And I, I talk to my guys about this all the time. I say, listen, sacrifice it now so that you can't have any regrets later because later you can always make that 20, 40, whatever it was. You can always make enough to get by. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. You can always make the, with, with the opportunities like Uber, Lyft, uh, whatever you want to do, there's always plenty of opportunities. But the problem is we all make excuses as to why I don't have enough time or whatever the reasoning is that you weren't able to um, just dedicate yourself a little bit more to what you're going towards. You know, like one of my guys had a, was uh, 45 minutes late to a very big meeting we had. 
And this is actually a really good um, uh, point to me. It was a very important meeting that I had with all my front desk staff. This individual was 45 minutes late to an important meeting because he had to actually go make some money um, on something that he scheduled. And I think he made, it wasn't a big job, but he, he needed that for um, just whatever. It was like 70 bucks that he made. Not a lot of money, right? But I understand, I understand you have bills, but it was, it was scheduled. Yeah. Little did he know that everybody that day was getting bonuses. Ah, oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. Because he missed that timing, didn't get his bonus. Dang, dang, okay. And that bonus would have well superseded what he made on that job just to go make money. And the only reason why I bring this up is because we never know what opportunity is in front of us if we just keep pushing forward towards what we originally set out to do. But as soon as we go chase that dollar that takes us off our path, you've already given up your chances at any opportunity that might have been there. Yeah. And going back to like what we were talking about with the guys in coaching is that I see like, like Coach Jose He's so excited about it because it's already opening up so many more things for him. Not meaning even through my academy, it's just all of a sudden now he gets to coach fighters. He gets to travel now. He gets to work with guys and help impact their lives. And now he's doing what he actually set out to originally want to do when he started coaching. Mm -hmm. But there was no outlet for it. Now he's making up for the same money he, 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 he um, uh, uh, left by, by being at these other gyms. And he's already won a striking trophy. Yeah. Which is at our show, which I yeah. thought was, you know, considering the amount of camps that were at that show. I mean, and think about this. Let's be honest. Like, people know us for, for jiu-jitsu yeah. and, and obviously our, our MMA program now, but <clears throat> our, our striking program is going it, to, it, we're still very young, but we're going to get there and we're going to be just as, as, as known as, as our other programs. I believe it. Just like I believed in the moment I opened this academy. I believe in all these other programs. Now I'm faced with all kinds of other um, battles and struggles that I have to, not even, I'm not even all struggles, um, things that I have to learn the answers to yeah. that comes with growth. Well, I gotta give myself a uh, little pat on the back on this one. Um, when I started with the striking promotion less than a year ago, I told you um, I'm gonna be doing <laughs> kickboxing only. I do think that this is another facet uh, of your your brand that you can build out, and uh, it looks like that's happening. Nah, I don't it know. I, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it gonna, was a. Uh, I won't take full credit. I'll, I'll say it was at least a little bit of influence <laughs> by you and the other kickboxing promotions yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But but you know, I just it goes <laughs> to show you that when you have people with drive and passion, and they come together. They come together, you know, things that... Well, I remember when we first started talking about it and you were like, hey, I think, you know, this could have really help build your, your striking program. I said, well, we're an MMA gym. We do MMA, we do MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. And you were like, well, you know, maybe this will be a part of it. And I, and I was, and that was more me hung up on, on, the, on the ideology of what I was at that moment, right? I know that my, my tenure has been on MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. We really don't have a striking program. And as this thing has grown and progressed, I guess we have a strike. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I want to interject a quick bit 
uh, of immigrant mentality. Mm -hmm. Something I got from my dad that uh, stuck with me and I think is relevant. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I think it's relevant. He told me that, son, this is America. He, he came from Lebanon, Civil War. He said, son, this is America. If you shine shoes and you love it, you'll become a millionaire. Yeah. And it goes to that chasing dollar thing you were telling me about. And, and he told me the other day, again, don't worry about the money. Worry about the success. Worry about the drive. You know, kind of like what you say. Focus on the process. You know, and it'll come. It'll come. And I, and I think that's a real important thing that... Uh, angle that you kind of put in, in your motivational talk is focus on the drive be determined keep pushing whatever it is you're looking for as far as money and stuff that'll come in the that'll come eventually if you're good at what you do you know they say there's that saying you know if you if you love what you do you never work a day in your life right, right. i disagree i actually don't believe in that at all because i think you have to work like a motherfucker you have to grind like a motherfucker because especially in the beginning or however long it takes. Uh, yeah. If you love what you do, you still gotta be able to make it work for you. It's gotta be able to get to a point where what you, if you love it enough, you have to be able to make it work and it can take care of you. So it's gonna take work. Yeah. So I don't believe it doesn't, you know, cause I know I love what I do, but man, it is, it is work every day. <laughs> but here's the thing, I love the work. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to hate the work. I absolutely love the work. I'm obsessed with the work. I mean, you see all my, my notebooks everywhere. Right, this this right. is my daily routine. This is madness. This, this is madness right here. This, this is there, madness. There, but there are four notebooks and a laptop open in front of you right now. <laughs> but this, here's the thing, yeah, right? Like, but to me, this is clarity. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm obsessed with the work. Now, if you truly love what you do, then you just gotta keep on that path. No matter what obstacles are gonna be there, no matter how much uh, hardship you're gonna have to go through. I mean, when I started in this journey, I've talked about this on a bunch of times. When I started this journey, I left a career that I could have easily, easily been making six figures easy just by doing art and animation. And then I left it. I left that to go into a career that had no opportunities then. I moved into my car. My first professional fight, I made $150 cash in an envelope in Mexico. I had no idea where this was gonna go. In fact, I didn't even have the mindset that I have now, but I knew there was something about chasing this passion. I had let go things before. Um, actually, this is something I, I, I never, uh, I don't think I've talked about on any of my other, my other shows is that the first time I had this extreme passion about chasing something was when I was in the art and animation industry. I, when I was in school, I had this cartoon that we were working on. It was called The Fallout Kids. This thing was, in my mind and everybody that was associated to it, was gonna be the cartoon that was coming after The Simpsons. Like, it had all the makings of it, everything about it. We had all these students that were on board working for free on this because they wanted to be a part of it. I was hiring uh, instructors and teachers and industry people that were on this, this team that were like, this is, this, is, this is it. And so for four years, we kept working on it and developing and nobody made a dime for four years. Mm -hmm. And then we finally like got the opportunity to, to get this on TV. And then right before it happened, they canceled the deal and picked up something else. Oh man. I was heartbroken, heartbroken. So was everybody else. And by default of this program, I was kind of the ringleader of this. I mean, it was my, my cartoon. 
And I just couldn't keep putting people through more and more letdown after letdown, and I canceled the project. Four years in, maybe four and a half, something like that. And it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. And four and a half years in retrospect of, of pushing towards something, compared to the 15 that I've done now in my combative sports career, four and a half years is absolutely nothing. That was me scratching the surface. And when I canceled everything at four and a half years, four years, looking at the moment, I was like, I just can't keep doing this to them. Four years, man, that is nothing. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the moment of that, I look at all these guys that quit after doing one year, two year, three years, that it didn't work out for them. Are you serious? No. I got into this sport, moved into my car, left all that for $150 cash to give 15 years, and here's the thing, I'm ready to go another 15. I'm, I'm gonna be 38 years old this month, or uh, this, uh, in April, this year. 38 years old. 15 years almost half of my life that I've given to this thing. And I feel like I'm just now getting started. I haven't even achieved what I want to achieve. And yet something that I was so passionate about, I quit for it. And that's what it is. When we, when we get these habit cycles where we're conditioned that when things get hard, it doesn't make sense, we just want to stop. We want to look, the, look for the easy route. And there, yes, there's a part of me that looks back and go, man, I wish I would have kept on with that yeah, cartoon. Yeah. And maybe I will. Maybe one day I'll say, you know what? I'm going to pay a production company to finish it, at least the first episode of it, and have some fun and pitch it. Because it's still a dope-ass uh, um, concept. This thing is fire. Maybe. But right now, that's not my focus. My focus is what I'm on right now. So if I start focusing on that, all of a sudden my attention's going back to something that I've already let go in the past. Yeah, yeah. I need to focus on the now so I can build tomorrow. Because as we know with, with everything going on right now, like, hey, tomorrow's not guaranteed. For sure. And then, 20 minutes from now isn't guaranteed. And you're alluding to the whole Kobe Bryant thing. Absolutely. Which was, which was horrific. You know, the thing I wanted to touch on with you is You've got all this positivity going. You've got these coaches that are passionate and that are, you know, making strides at your gym and they're in a happy place. And you're helping the community with CMMA. You're giving these kids direction and discipline that otherwise might be fighting or doing craziness in the streets. You're giving them careers. You know, even if they have a couple, one or two amateur bouts under their belt, eventually they could start a gym or be a trainer. Or I mean, you're, there's so much opportunity and so many people are being fed for lack of a better word, or for lack of a better word, because of the gym. When you're creating that much positivity and you're doing so much good for so many people, like you said, there's always one of these clowns or a couple of these clowns that want to come and rain on everybody's parade and shit on what you're doing, you know? And, and when you're so invested in something uh, that you love and that you're passionate about, I mean, I mean, sometimes these, these haters can, can become an obstacle to what you're doing. Yeah, they can. Um, but I think it just comes down to focus, right? Like, one of the hardest things for any of us to do is, is really zero in on our focus. 
And if you're so, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, you know, you could have all this positivity, you're helping all these people, you're doing, you're doing amazing things, you're, you're making everybody's bank accounts grow, and even yourself, and you're happy as hell, and there's that one idiot, that one hater that throws something in the mix, and then, then, then you focus on that. Because you wanna help people, you wanna help everybody. And this guy, you look at this, and this guy comes out of the woodworks and he says some things, gets under your skin, and then we go, the fuck is this guy? Why couldn't I, why, why didn't I have the impact with him? Why, what, what did I do? What, what's my problem that they have to feel that way? And the answer is it's not your problem. It's not your problem at all, that's their problem. I mean, I get, I get, emails and messages from people around the world, almost daily, thanking me for what we're doing. Once, every now and again, I get those hater messages. And it's just people that are haters, man. Like, everybody that is at the top of any food chain will always say this. You know you're getting somewhere as soon as the haters come out. Fantastic, cool, embrace it. Don't waste any time on it. Don't waste any time on it. Keep going about what you're doing. That means you're doing it right. That's all it means. You're doing it right. So if you have people coming out that are, that are talking behind your back, that are doing this, great. Because that means they're not focused on their own shit. Cool. Sweet. I'm about to pass you by. I love it, man. I love it. Right? Because you're focusing on the wrong shit. Yeah. Can't stare at a rock and expect to get further. Yeah. I don't care how good looking that rock is. <laughs> Right, it's still a rock, yeah, and it's yeah. stuck. So, like, for me, what excites me is building the culture in people. You know, and I think that's the the key to success, not only in business and in fighting and in, in relationships and in life, is, is the culture that we instill in people. And uh, eventually, I'm probably going to make a um, like a uh, a course on how to build culture in your environment. Right, uh, a lot of people are always, you know, I, it's great. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lunatic with my, with my scheduling and my planning, an absolute lunatic. But I've also seen that because of the way I am, it's affecting so many other people. Because people, are, it, George, people send me photocopies and and videos of them in their in their notebooks, and how much it's helping them prepare their day because they're, they're learning that, that there is more time in the day. It's not an excuse that there's not, there's not enough hours. We, we did a show on that earlier. And my, my obsession with planning, this is, all, this is all things that I've had just like what make me work. But I wanna give those tools to people. So when we start developing like online academies for building culture, for mindset development, uh, technical training, this is all gonna be for, for just to help people get out of their, 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 their stuck zone so they can grow too. And then we can collectively just keep growing. And I gotta give you credit for the culture you've built in that gym. It's definitely part of the reason you're as successful as you are already in such a short period of time, especially relatively speaking, you know, compared to other gyms, I think. And just being there, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where my wife sometimes is like, texting me where the hell you at where the hell you at and I'm telling her well I'm at the gym uh, and I'm hanging out sometimes I just want to hang out you know I'm, I'm not even working out sometimes I'm just hanging out to, uh, talking to the to the fellas and, and to the girls too you know I mean we got some girls in there competing too so can't leave them out but 
just a fantastic culture, man. Um, I just, I feel so comfortable in there. And, and, and I'm comfortable enough to the point where I've got colleagues that are yeah at my own, you know, w- what I do for my day job. Now they're even jumping into the gym and tell me they really enjoy uh, the culture there too. So credit to you for that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I mean, but that's really what it is, right? Like, it's not about, hey, give me your money. It's not about, hey, listen to me because I have X, Y credentials. It's literally come in and let's work together. And I mean, there's, there's many, many businesses out there and gyms out there that people say, you know, if I'm the boss, you listen to me because I'm the boss. It's like, fuck you. No. Like, I understand I have to listen to you because you make my paycheck, but makes my culture environment shit. Complete shit. Then there's the, 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 the bosses, quote unquote, that lead through encouragement, that lead through empowerment, that want people to succeed and want people to get better. That's what we're doing. That's all we're doing. And then I, I'm, I, our coaches are doing the same. I, I think this is one of the best compliments that I got from one of our, um, one of our kids in the academy's parents. They said, it's amazing what you're doing with your coaches. I said, what do you mean? They expressed their, their, their appreciation that the coaches that are coaching the kids' classes have the same delivery and the same passion that I do when I work with the kids and the adults. And they were extremely thankful the fact that I'm teaching them how to give that same message. That's all we got to do. Got to do is it's, it's sharing the message and going back onto like like the Kobe thing, right? Extremely sad for many, many, many levels. But what it does is shows how one person can impact so many people. Now, I understand that the, the, the majority of people are not going to be able to reach that level of impact. But if you can impact one person, that's all it takes. Impact one person, and then you're making a difference. And if you're one of the fortunate people that are able to just put your head down and grind, no matter how long it takes, no matter what obstacles are in front of you, and just have that belief that no matter how far you need to take this, you are willing to go, you might end up in a position where you can impact the entire world. There's no blueprint to how to become a legend. There's no blueprint to that. But the guys that can seem to make that happen are the ones that just keep going. It's not that they don't have fear, because they do. It's not that they don't have doubts, because they do. They just decided to keep going no matter what. And that's what Kobe did. So, mindset's everything. Says, there's nothing I don't even know why you want to play with it. There's nothing you could do.